0: This is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum.
1: Morning Breath starts
0: now. What's up, guys? Welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. The biggest decisions we've had to make today so far is whose arm would be where on this video. So, thank you so much for listening to. Uh, this program, as well as watching it now that we're recording it once a week. Uh, our plan is to continue growing in our video recording. What We're going to take uh, what a COVID-19 crisis has done to many of the things in this world, and we're going to use it to advance God's Word. We're going to use it to advance what we're doing and uh, what the devil meant for evil, what the enemy meant for evil, as uh, Genesis 50 verse 20 says, God will work it for our good. And it goes on to say, for the saving of many lives and so what our hope is to to you today is that you would listen to this what you can expect and it's a little different on video we're going to read the whole chapter of the bible and that's something that might be harder for you to stay tuned in on but know that at the end of that we're going to take individual verses um i believe on uh once we live stream this you can actually fast forward any part of this program that you're like boring but get to the good stuff okay they would
1: never oh uh, they would we are riveting <laughs> <laughs> and we oh sorry sorry people listening i just kicked our, pot, our tripod okay so this is jessica <laughs> and then matt and we are here doing morning breath with you morning breath is our radio show that was predominantly radio and podcast so just able to be listened to but now that we are uh stay at home we're staying at home and recording from home on our couch, and we decided why not do video, too. So yeah. that's what we're doing. So if you hear us uh the video, that's what we are doing. And you can check it out if you prefer to see us and see us elbowing each other and, like, giving each other crazy looks because we're like, it's your turn to talk. You know, you couldn't have seen that on the radio before. So Yeah, check that out on our Welcome.
0: Facebook page as well as our YouTube. You're going to find all of that at ECCC. Dot us that's e or search East Coast Christian Center on YouTube or Facebook or download our app. These are all great ways for you to participate in our podcast as well as in our online Easter uh, services past weekend or our future Sunday Saturday night services. We are streaming them out on three platforms YouTube, Facebook and church online. but all of that again can be found on ECCC. Dot U.S. If you're looking to be part of the Morning Breath family, this is that's how you do it. Our website and our app. Uh, this past weekend was Easter, so we're living in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, it was crazy. We didn't have a church gathering, a physical gathering. But 2.3 billion Christians celebrated Easter this weekend all over the world. But I bet you... I bet when we look back at history, we will have more people that would have never went to a church, tune in online, check it out on Facebook, look at it on YouTube, um, um, whatever, join that 2.3 billion Christians, and it was probably a record-breaking celebration for the world of Jesus Christ. And I bet there was record salvations, too. We've seen before Easter, 77 people give their life to Christ, make a decision for Him, and let us know... From our digital streaming services, I, I'm just blown away by that. Thank you. You're Literally, the most important thing to us.
1: Yep, it's been amazing. And if you didn't, if you didn't catch our Good Friday service, it was pretty cool. The fact that we did Good Friday service for the first time because all of this kind of shifted and changed. And we did it outdoors at a friend's house with your mom and dad, and we did communion together. And it was just a really powerful. We did worship right on the river. It was a powerful service, and that's available as well at eccc.us. Yeah,
0: or YouTube. I mean, that was really cool. It was never done a Good Friday service. It was powerful, so it kind of pushed us. And that's what we're doing during this time. We're saying, well, what opportunities are there? Like instead of saying, like, oh man, it's terrible finances are going backwards, all that stuff. And all that's real. All that There's many people that have lost their jobs that have been laid off and all of these things. But in the same, uh, same stroke, I've seen people saying, we need to hire more people. We need virtual assistance. We need things to keep our business going. And so there are these little opportunities found within this great disaster. And so I want to encourage you, even just today, right now, take some time after this program to pray and ask God to show you what opportunities there are during this time. Because what we want is faith over fear. We want hope over hurt. We want to move forward. We don't want to move backwards.
1: Yeah, and I think we are. I think it's been fun to innovate and with all this stuff going on, we've had to do things differently and it's forced us out of our box. It and has. it's been pretty amazing.
0: It's been fun. It's been very challenging. And even the challenges have, there's a sense of, there's a sense of, wow, we we did it. We accomplished yeah. it. And here's something you gotta, you gotta remind yourself of this. If you take this time and do nothing, you'll look back and regret it. You will, trust me. But if you take this time to move forward in any way, you'll look back with, with a sense so thank you lord for helping me do that and if if you haven't done anything yet today's a new day today's today's a new opportunity
1: one thing you could do to move forward if, even if you did this one thing it would be awesome you would look back and be like man i'm so thankful you could read your Bible more. You could read one chapter a day, either along with us or on your own. And if you do that, you start putting that discipline in your life. It will change your life. Yeah.
0: You could meet almost every one of your neighbors as you go for an evening walk because so many people are out. You could invite people into an online service to watch it. These are some of the things that we've had opportunities to do. Uh, We're better friends with our neighbors than we've ever been. It it really feels like we're going back to like 1990, honestly, where you actually meet your neighbors um i don't think i uh i really thought much about neighbors before this you know we we've had some great neighbors but they were an afterthought my community was uh was everywhere else but my neighborhood now we're starting to hang out with people uh you know two three evenings a week just again we'll sit in our grass they'll sit in their grass and we're all just talking and milling and of course we're social distancing but uh we're all bored out of our minds in some ways. So, you know,
1: another thing you could do is reconnect with family. Yeah. Right now, I have family all over the country, and we're actually going to get together tonight on Zoom and play Yahtzee.
0: Yeah,
1: together with like thirty family members. So, that'll yeah. be interesting.
0: We we were able to do that with some friends a couple weeks ago too, is do a Zoom game, game um,
1: night, Jackbox
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. But what's you
0: called. can you can actually find online community games that you can video stream, and these are just some ways that we've. Uh, we lost the time. Of course we've been very busy. I yeah. mean, I've never been busier in my life, but I've also never had more opportunities to uh spend with my family, spend time and even spend with, with uh on the golf course because thank God at the time of this broadcast they were still open. Golf so.
1: is essential.
0: Yeah. Right. I take out all my rage on this tiny white ball. You
1: know what I just all saw? All the rage. Something else that's essential. I saw a meme with President Trump and his hair is like grown out, like even crazier than it <laughs> currently is. And he has like a crazy long mustache and a beard. And it says hairstylists are essential. And yeah. it's from one of our friends who's a hairstylist yes. who can't work right now. And it's just like. I think epic.
0: that's been one of the greatest challenges that I've faced. Yeah.
1: How so, to get a haircut. So we have to apologize because we promised on some kind of video that we would do a video of me cutting that hair and what had happened was we didn't. We did cut the hair, but we didn't do a video. Probably because I was t- so terrified and probably looked really angry while I was doing it because yeah. like, I don't want to be doing this right now. I'm gonna do awful. I don't like doing things I'm not good at. Yeah, it <laughs> would have so it, it been a
0: horrible video. But look.
1: <laughs> but we did it. We did it. We cut his hair. My nails, however, are still growing out.
0: Yeah, you've got the I reverse lost one French manicure yeah
1: i've lost one i have nine left whatever we're still going <laughs> once they're all off you can you can paint them and maybe we'll video that
0: you know i heard somebody say that they're gonna not worry about their hair and they're one of the girls who dye their hair yeah they're actually gonna let their hair heal during this time because all the chemicals they've had to put on it and uh i just thought what a great little tiny thing to, to go you know what you've been throwing the chemicals on you've been dyeing it all the time all these things let it heal let the roots heal and then when all this is done, we can go back to it and go back to all the cool stuff. That's thought. Is that a good thought? <laughs> a I fact. thought it was as a, like again, I mean my hair is dying itself naturally by growing out gray. Okay, yeah. so Which is so regal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope we've just had a little fun here at the beginning of the show. We're gonna get to the word now and we're gonna read Acts chapter nine. And what are you how many are you reading? Yeah, do you want me to
1: read it all?
0: Yeah, read it all. Come on. I'm going
1: to read it all. What a a, gift. What a blessing What a gift. Okay, Acts 9. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, and relentless in his search for believers, went to the high priest. And he asked for letters of authority from him to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any men or women there belonging to the way, believers, followers of Jesus, the Messiah, men and women alike, he could arrest them and bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. As he traveled, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him were terrified and stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was unable to see for three days, and he neither ate nor drank. Now in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he answered, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight and ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Paul, for he is praying there. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come in and place his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, especially how much suffering and evil he's brought on your saints, God's people, at Jerusalem. And here in Damascus, he has authority from the high priest to put in chains all who call on your name, confessing you as Savior. But the Lord said to him, go, for this man is a deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will make clear to him how much he must suffer and endure for my name's sake. So Ananias left and entered the house, and he laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came to Damascus, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to proclaim Christ to both Jews and Gentiles. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized, and he took some food and was strengthened. For several days afterwards, Saul remained with the disciples who were at Damascus, and immediately he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogue, saying, This man is the Son of God, the promised Messiah. All those who heard him continued to be amazed and said, Is this not the man who in Jerusalem attacked those who called on the name of Jesus? And had come here to Damascus for the express purpose of bringing them bound with chains before the chief priests? But Saul increased in strength more and more and continued to perplex the Jews who lived in Damascus by examining theological evidence and proving with scripture that this Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. After considerable time had passed, about three years or so, the Jews plotted together to kill him. But their plot became known to Saul. They were also watching the city's gates day and night so they could kill him. But his disciples took him at night and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a large basket. When he arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. However, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and described to them how Saul had seen the Lord on the road to Damascus and how he had spoken to him and how at Damascus Saul had preached openly and spoken confidently in the name of Jesus. So he was with them, moving around freely as one among them in Jerusalem, speaking out boldly in the name of the Lord. He was talking and arguing with the Hellenists, Greek-speaking Jews, but they were attempting to kill him. When the brothers found out about the plot, they brought him down to Caesarea Maritima and sent him off to Tarsus, his hometown. So the church throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace without persecution, being built up in wisdom, virtue, and faith, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort and encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it continued to grow in numbers. Now as Peter was traveling throughout the land, he went down to visit the saints, God's people, who lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas who had been bedridden for eight years and was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. Immediately, Aeneas got up. Then all who lived at Lydda and the plain of Sharon saw what had happened to him, and they turned to the Lord. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated into Greek means Dorcas. She was rich in acts of kindness and charity, which she continually did. During that time, it happened that she became sick and died. And when they had washed her body, they laid it in an upstairs room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, come to us without delay. So Peter got up at once and went with them. When he arrived, they brought him into the upstairs room, and all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing him all the tunics and robes that Dorcas used to make while she was with them. But Peter sent them all out of the room, knelt down, and prayed. Then turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and helped her up, and then he called in the saints, God's people, and the widows, and he presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many came to believe in the Lord, that is to adhere to and trust in and rely on Jesus as Christ and Savior. And so it was that Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with Simon, a tanner.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) What a read. That's a lot. Um, Well, I'll just get started since you, you have to digest your own reading there. But uh, this is when Paul, the disciple, was converted into, uh, from Saul to Paul, and Paul wrote uh, the most books in the New Testament. Um, he wrote the second amount of words in the New Testament. Luke actually wrote the most words, because hmm. Luke and Acts are longer than all of the things that Paul wrote. But uh, Paul, he wrote so many of the things to churches that we look at today in a lot of ways, as as like a, uh, a manuscript or a playbook um, or a guide to actually how to be a Christian in today's world. And what's really, really neat about this um, is none of these places meant much to me personally, like Damascus, right? Like, what's Damascus? Like, who cares? You know, I live in Florida. Like, none of that meant anything to me until I got an opportunity to go to Israel uh two years ago in 2018 and we were standing on the border of israel and we were looking into syria okay that day we actually heard a large boom in the sky and it was israel shooting down a syrian drone
1: so was that the golan heights so we're in the golan heights and the border of syria and on the top of this mountain that we had kind of hiked up there's a bunker that's like still active and we're sitting there, like, and heard this big boom, and we're all like,
0: "I was like, was that thunder?" And I looked at the radar, and there wasn't a cloud a
1: within cloud. like twenty-seven countries
0: <laughs> in the Middle East. Literally, it was not a cloud anywhere. Yeah. And come to find out, it was a drone getting shot down. So we're uh, we're in twenty eighteen, sort of at the the downward influence of ISIS at the time. ISIS had still had a major stronghold, but this was this was as. Uh, the U.S. um, and many other forces, Israel, were eliminating ISIS. They were still very active. Like that day, they shot down a drone. Um, We're looking over at signs to Damascus because Damascus is in Syria. And we're looking at a sign into Damascus. Our guide brings up a point and he says, you know, Paul was on the road to Damascus when he was saved. Mm -hmm. And I began to think about that. Paul was a terrorist. Paul was a murderer. He was a man going by law, going out to kill Christians, to put them in jail. And on the way to Damascus, where in Syria, where ISIS had strongholds everywhere, um, he got saved and is now uh, a result of why so many other people are Christians. And I just began to think about terrorists like god can reach a terrorist god can change a terrorist heart and we prayed for that day and many other days after for many syrian isis terrorists to have experiences with the lord to literally have radical experiences so in the middle of in that area the worst possible uh, crisis i mean it was bad i mean they are brutal like brutal terrorism you know, um, I, heard a, I heard a recent thing about the, uh, the Mongolians. Uh, who's the leader of the Mongolians? Um, Genghis Khan. Uh, they're Mongolians going around killing, destroying, raping, pillaging, destroying cultures everywhere. Not just the people, but the culture. But you know there's not one thing that they left behind. There's no Genghis Khan buildings. There's no Genghis Khan memorials. They didn't leave an impact in the world. They came, caused destruction, and then left. History, they have nothing left behind them but pain and destruction, but it's all been erased. And I just thought about what a difference God does in a world. He comes in, and where a terrorist might wipe out people and leave really nothing behind, he could transform that kind of person's heart to now leave behind a huge portion of the New Testament, right? And now what we have is literally the Word of God, because God transformed a completely destructive and useless force into an eternal uh, legacy-creating force, a breakthrough force, a blessing force. What a
1: difference. Absolutely. Verse 15 was one of the one, ones that I highlighted that said, but the Lord said to him, go for this is a man. This man is a deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. And so that's talking about Saul, who at this point was a terrorist and had the um, reputation of being a terrorist. They, he was on the way to Damascus to bring these letters to the synagogues in Damascus to basically get permission to arrest Anyone who was coming to the synagogues who were formerly Jews, who had now given their lives to Jesus and part of the way. And so the word of that act had already gotten to Damascus, to the Saint Ananias. And he knew this guy was coming for one purpose, to terrorize them. And now the Lord is coming to him in a vision saying, hey, go go find this guy who you're terrified of and who could arrest you. Lay your hands on that. Lay your hands on him. His eyes are going to be opened and he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I am amazed at Ananias. He's like, Little okay. Guy. He goes, okay, but what about this? <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, don't worry about it. Go. He is a deliberately chosen instrument of mine. And I love that because God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He uses the things that are unlikely. Like the people who have risen to prominence in the in the Christian culture, like so many of them are um are not like really awesome on the outside. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they have
0: weakness. Yeah,
1: but they all have God weakness. Jesus is
0: our weakness.
1: Absolutely. So, um here he is using a literal terrorist to be a missionary, bringing people to Jesus. Is what mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes. And so this told me a couple of things. is one, like you, whoever you are listening right now, you are never too far from God to be used by him, to be in relationship with him. Like this guy was a terrorist, the worst of the worst, killing God's people. And he was a deliberately chosen instrument of God. So yeah. you, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Like every one of us has a, an assignment on our life and a purpose yeah. to fulfill. And God has plans for you before you were born. And so you're never too far from God. Can I say
0: something about that too? Please is, do. Is the fact that you, you know, Paul got used. He actually had to go through a massive process to be used though. Yeah. It wasn't like overnight. He's out no. there ministering and writing the Bible. I mean, just a few things. He had to get saved. He had to get baptized. He got had to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Then there was a period of time where he really could do nothing. No one would trust him because he was a terrorist and he was arresting people and hurting people. Then no one would trust the guy. So he actually had to go through a period of time of serving wherever he could be used, whoever would – receive him and in that building his reputation you know i've heard people use paul as an excuse and say well why aren't you letting me do stuff because paul was able to do stuff but you won't let me do stuff and it's that kind of attitude that keeps us from being used right It's that kind of self-entitled like you hey look i know i've had a bad past and um i I mean just just getting frank here for a second is there are people out there that have done terrible crimes and forever, they will really never be allowed to do ministry in certain areas because they have maybe hurt children or they have done some things like that. So guess what? They're never really going to be able to be used in children's ministry. But God can use them. Here's the good news. In other ways, mm-hmm. he, can, he can use their life in different ways. You know, you're usually not going to promote somebody who has been punished of a capital crime into the head of your children's church ministry. But you know what? They could work a prison ministry. They can be used in some way and you've got to be humble enough for God to use you yeah. in whatever way that's available.
1: Yeah. It definitely says Saul increased in strength more and more. He continued oh, to perplex, perplex the Jews who lived in Damascus. And after considerable time had passed, it says about three years or so wow. that he really just dove into the word and, and humbled himself to the point. He, he was a Jew. He knew the scriptures, but now he's coming in and he's saying, well, what do I know about Jesus? Now I have to look at the scriptures through the light of Jesus is the Messiah. And I have to accept it like that. So he humbled himself and put himself there. And I will say what you're saying is absolutely right. But then again, on the flip side of that is in an instant, God can change your life. Like in an instant, you can have a road to Damascus experience. The scales can fall off your eyes. You can ask the Holy spirit to fill you, give your life to Jesus. Yes. All of that can happen in an instant. But again, it takes time to build that of, reputation. And
0: that's what
1: sanctification is. It's, it's working yes. out your salvation and there's a process. To he that. changes
0: your heart. He changes your character. Character takes time, but reputation always lags behind. And this is what we're all dealing with and we're all working with in our life. We're going to go ahead and take a break and also say goodbye to our video listeners. We're going to finish out the radio show and podcast. God bless you guys.
1: You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Cocoa.
0: Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you.
1: We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside,
0: and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9 30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8 15, 10 o'clock, and 11:45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Cocoa. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning, Breath. breath.
1: breath. Welcome back to the show. It's Matt and Jessica, and we're finishing up Acts chapter 9. And I just wanted to share verse 8 with you before we go. It says, Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And that line that says, though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. And it just reminds me of this word perspective which I think is kind of a buzzword in this season that we're in where we're under this stay-at-home order and everything is different and we can't go do the things we want to do when we want to do that. And yet we're being given these gifts of time and opportunities to do things that are maybe more important, like spending some time with our family, having dinners together, going on walks and meeting our neighbors, connecting with people, making phone calls to people that we wouldn't have maybe done before this time. I mean, I would have texted everyone that I've been calling lately. I would have sent a quick text, moved on with my life because I had so many other different things on my plate. But now it's giving us perspective, like Maybe before this whole thing, our eyes were open, but we couldn't see the things that mattered. I've been thinking about this a ton to be like, things are cloudy a little bit right now. And we don't know when this is all going to quote unquote, go back to normal. I personally don't think there is, there will be a going back to normal. There'll be a new normal. But I think it's going to be good because God promises to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. And so those things are cloudy right now. You can see things differently from a different perspective through a cloud. And so I just want to give you that opportunity to think about your perspective today and think about what really matters and what a gift this time is. But we love you guys. We hope to see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend.